Welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere. And I'm Ginny Bianco Mathis on the East Coast, and I'm here with my partner, Mitch Simon, on the West Coast. And we are so excited today to have a very accomplished uh, person in our field and writer, Dave McYoung. And uh, Dave is an expert in helping individuals, teams, organizations achieve excellence by doing the ordinary things extraordinarily well. He's the CEO of Outfield Leadership and the author of The Self-Evolved Leader. Wait for it. This is a, This goes on a while. Elevate your focus. Develop your people in a world that refuses to slow down. Hello, Dave. Hey, Jenny. Hey, Mitch. Great to be here with both of you. Good to have you here. Yes, wonderful. So, as, as I said, the author of The Self-Evolved Leader. So please share with us um, what you've learned and how you previously evolved uh, and personally evolved uh, during these events in the last 18 months. Gosh, wow. Yes. What a journey it's it's been for for all of us over these last 18 months, um, you know, I think for me, um, my journey has been about two things. Uh, one, stripping away, I think, some superfluous and unimportant aspects of, of my life that had sort of accreted over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that when we when we live in a really busy world, we, we start doing things and things glom onto us and then it becomes, you know, routine, ritual, habit. And, and then, you know, when you get to a period of, uh, of relative slowness, you look back and you go, I don't know why I do that thing. Or I don't know why I, I chase after that bit of work. Uh, and yeah. so just a, a stripping down of what's truly important for me. And then just also intentionality, being really clear uh, and intentional about what I am saying yes to rather than just saying yes to everything and, and then figuring out what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally uh, identify with that. It's almost feel feels like getting clean oh, it, <laughs> in a way, doesn't it? You know, what do we really want to focus on? Love it. Very much so. Well, I, I know for a fact because I have been reading your book and there are a lot of wonderful themes in there. But could you share with us what you think are, are the major three or four areas that you want people to know? This is what Here's what you're going to get out of this. Well, one of the main reasons that I, I wrote the book was um, I do a lot of leadership training and working with with teams, and um, I, I was finding that there are some hangovers from some of the older ways in which we used to view leadership and effective leadership, and and particularly this focus on uh, this need for certainty that a, a strong and a good and effective leader you know, knows where we're going and has certainty and is leading from the front and all it takes is for you to fall in behind me and follow me and and, and we'll get there. And even before the pandemic, that was starting to to creak at the seams because the world that we live in is just far too complex for any one individual to really be able to lead with true certainty. Uh, and, And also, um, whenever you show up as a leader like that, there's not as much room for the people underneath you to, to grow and, and develop. Um, and so one of the big lessons within the book is um, how do we transform or turn that thinking on its head to actually show up as a, a, a leader of a degree of uncertainty that says, I'm not 100% sure where, I, where we're going. Here's my best guess. Here's where I think we should we should go. And, and how to engage in a much more collaborative process of, of visioning and goal setting um, with your team so that 
it's much more uh, a cohesive unit that's that's moving in in a shared direction rather than just one person out of the front and everybody else falling in behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so now that brings us into. Uh, this hybrid world that mm. we seem to be going into. So with that, and um, there's a couple of concepts in your book, if you can speak to, I really like when you talk about um, team flow and creating a symbiotic conversation and shared responsibility. Can you give some specific behaviors? What what would that look like? Sure. So, uh, you know, I think the overarching context of moving in a hybrid world is is um, further pressing home the point that we need our leaders not just to be focused on achieving our goals and where we're going, but but also focused on helping and ensuring that the people underneath them are growing and developing, and that's tricky i mean it's it's difficult in a in a completely face to face world it's very difficult in a virtual world and and now we're beginning to to learn what that's going to be like in in a hybrid world and you know left uh, to its own devices we can very easily move into this place where we've got this two tiered workforce in a hybrid world where the folks that are like always coming into the office are the ones where that's they, they believe that that's where the real work gets done uh-huh, and the right. ones that are that are that are remaining remote or certainly are, have got a bigger spread from for remote are, are just not involved in some of those longer term more strategic conversations and relationship building and i think our leaders need to be much more intentional about ensuring that they are not just lead, they're not just returning to the office and then tagging on virtual workers as uh, the add-on but that it's a whole new paradigm we've got to we've got to redesign almost our how, how we work together f- to incorporate both of those we can't just lump on virtual um to, to in-person work and you take the first point there around facilitating team flow um that's all about asking the question how can i uh, empower and encourage my team to work on the things that they really can add value to so that those things can get off my plate and I can focus on those things that that I really truly bring value to, which is often the um, medium and long-term direction of your team and the development of your people. And getting into a position where you're able to, and, and this is an exercise I go through with many leaders is if you're looking at your to-do list, um, saying to yourself, what do I need to do to, to stream this, streamline this down to about 20% of what's here so that mm. I've got my team focused on the things that they really can bring value to and I'm left with the top 20% for me. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you do that quite frankly by asking yourself for every item on your to-do list, is there somebody on my team who, even if they needed a little advice, guidance and support, could do this thing? Then you got to take the time to to do that to to mm-hmm. to delegate it out, give them that advice, guidance, and support so that they they grow and you're able to elevate your own particular headspace to the to to the more strategic. Um, now, managing that in a hybrid world is going to call for a couple of things: one, greater degree of intentionality that we just said; number two, you've got to ensure that you've got good tools and systems um, at 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 your fingertips. Uh, it's no longer enough for us just to all rely on email for getting stuff done. Um, we've got to have a dedicated project management spot, dedicated file sharing, even to talk about really granular stuff, um, methods by which 
work can flow and be distributed around your team so that it doesn't just glom up in the in-person discussions, but that uh-huh. it, can, it can move between this in-person and, and virtual world? Absolutely. Um, folks are, are getting into trouble now, uh, Mitch and I have both have seen, where they just are, some of them are still using the old-fashioned lists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they may be on their computer, but they're just lists. <laughs> right. Uh, and the tools now where there is just real decision-making happening um, on these virtual uh, meetings and um, the sharing of the hubs and spokes of of a lot of um, ap- applications. Right. And, and yeah. you know, I think we're moving more and more. I think this is one step in an even um, greater movement that the, the work, the work has to be executed or be able to be executed and, 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 and talked about and looked at in an almost ephemeral perspective, it, it, it's got to be available for anybody to look at at any time, uh, in any way. It, it, yes. it can't, it can't, it can't live in a file cabinet. We know that much. It can't live on somebody else's desktop. But you know, it's got to live in a in a in a in a place that we can all access it, whether we're collectively together in an office or or, or dialing in and 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 managing and leading through that is going to be tough for a lot of people because. For for some, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was just, look, we'll get through this virtual working nonsense, and then one day we'll all be in the office together, and we right. get to go back to, oh. it, to the way that it was. And we'll and, figure it out. And yeah. we'll figure it out. And I think a lot of people are going, great, we're going to be back in the office. And now they're like, ah, shoot, we've got to deal with this hybrid stuff. It's just a pain. Like, truly, organizations have to retool the, their perspective on how you show up as a leader and how you manage your workflow with your team, because it's mm-hmm. just, it's completely different now. Yeah, yeah. And I remember getting so excited when the light bulb went on for me when I was talking to uh, a senior executive and he had been brainstorming on something that he had shared he was going to do so. And then he goes, well, let me show you what I did. And he puts on the screen all his thoughts in clusters, Mm. you know, using an online tool. My God, we had an hour discussion about this in a very focused way right that otherwise would have been all over the place right for for yeah. sure yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah I, I think another big thing that leaders are going to have to adjust to in a hybrid setting is how do you successfully facilitate a meeting where you've got half of your participants in a room and you've got half of half of your participants dialed in from some, yes. from somewhere else? Because yes. the tendency will be that the discussion will start in the room and then at some point somebody will go, oh, we've got some folks that have dialed in. What, what do you guys think? And then the, you'll get their perspective. And But then the discussion will come back into the room and the decisions will, will ultimately be made there um, without intentionality of saying, okay, there's got to be an ebb and a flow. Like we can't, we can't make the locus of decision-making where most of us are gathered. That's how, how we're going to want to do it, but that's, we, we can't do that. It's got to be the decision-making power has got to be distributed amongst us, regardless of how we're accessing that particular discussion. That's excellent. And that means a different tool, right? Right. That means, um, you know, splitting everyone up immediately and say, what are your three or four ways that we can deal with this? And then having that all posted on a white screen and then the decision-making discussion happens. Absolutely. 
not an add-on. No, for sure. And even yeah, things like even things like smaller breakout sessions, the tendency will be to like have a breakout session of folks that are gathered together, and then to have a breakout session of the folks that are virtual. I think totally. the, the, the folks that are doing this successfully will have a number of workstations set up in different rooms, and you'll say, okay, you know, person A who's in the room, go on, go into that room, and and have a have a virtual breakout session with those folks, just That's to try right. to be a little bit more intentional about it. It does requires new tools and new minds. Totally, totally. Well, I know another thing that you have been getting excited about is how to deal with these hybrid teams um, and rebuilding growth plans in a world of uncertainty, right? Making decisions for a future that just keeps moving. Yeah. What's what's your advice? Um, It's to keep uh, it, it, to, if you haven't already started to reimagine what your organization or your team is going to look like um, post pandemic, now is the time to do it. Um, as we as we just touched on at the beginning of the of the call, so much has changed and shifted for us all personally and individually. And some teams and organizations are starting to have that conversation about what shifted for them, what truly is still a core value, a, a core aspect of our mission and our vision, and uh, and or what's shifted. So have those discussions. And begin to cast a longer term net, begin to plan out for the next 18 months or so, um, because that's the only way that you're going to ensure that you're on the front foot of, of, of growth out of it. But also to have a ruthless focus on the next 30 to 90 days at mm. all times for at least mm-hmm. at least until the World Health Organization undeclares this a pandemic. Because, you know, we're seeing in literal real time, anything can shift at, at any time. And even though we we believe that we're emerging and, and I hope that we are, it, 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 it may well take longer than we think. There may be some ups and downs and squirrels and, 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 and roadblocks. And, and, and so those organizations that are going to be successful in this is, is managing those two, two dual perspectives. Where do we want to get to over the next 18 months? And what are the warning signs that we need to keep a, a handle on in the next 30 to 90 days? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's here's a scenario for you. So I'm a leader and I've got this hybrid environment and I'm struggling a little bit. I want to keep making sure I'm doing the things that you just said with with engagement. Um what kinds of things would you do with this leader to have that person be self-evolved? Well, one of the, right. the, the one of the cruxes of, of being a self-evolved leader is a continual push for growth and development from 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 your within. Uh, and one of the reasons that I wrote the book was I think that too often um, leaders wait around to be developed by their organization, so they're going to get put through a training program or they're going to get put in a stretch assignment. And actually, those leaders that are the most effective over the long term are the ones that have that internal desire and push to to grow and develop. And part of that process is about constantly asking for um, feedback, both positive and negative on on whatever's happening at the moment. And moving to a hybrid world is is clunky and it will continue to be clunky and, and not being afraid of a saying to your team, Hey, this, this, this is new. It is different. And it isn't just 
in person with virtual tagged on, we've got to think about this in a different way, involving them in a discussion that says, how do we facilitate team flow, ensure that the work goes to the right places? How do we ensure that we're continuing to connect with each other on a personal level? How do we ensure that we're holding each other accountable in this hybrid world, rather than feeling like you as the leader have to, to, to develop that all on your own, engage your team in 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 solving that problem and then have short-term feedback loops that say that says that asks your team what what worked well about what we did so you know let's say you've 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 switched your monthly review meeting from completely virtual to hybrid well at the end of it save five six seven minutes and say okay what worked well about this process what didn't work well what should we do differently next time to improve this so that you can incrementally get better at those at those at those things Wonderful. Now, in terms of folks that you have worked with, can you give a, an example of, wow, this person did it right? Uh, you don't have to name names or company, but here's the kind of thing he or she did. Yeah, I'm working with a a, a, a president of a high-end men's fashion retailer at the minute. And uh, one of the things that he is wrestling with is uh, – a group of employees that are finding more and more what's true and valuable for them means that they don't necessarily all want to come into the office and or the store all the time. And so he's engaging in conversations with his best people that says, okay, rather than you go find a job elsewhere, how do we create a work environment Mm. that is going to work for you long time, but also serves the interests of the organization? So it's part of that notion of the symbiotic conversation, which is um, approaching tough, difficult conversations uh, in an adult-to-adult way that says, hey, there's a way in which we can create a solution that that values both of us, that, that values and honors you as an individual and the organization. Uh, and so he's coming up with with his team some really inventive ways for how people are going to deal with hybrid working environment. And it's you know some people are are, are moving uh, away from the home office location, are given the opportunity to come in once, twice a, a week or a month, and work virtually in other ways. Um, but it's not a one size fits all approach. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's it's really getting down into saying to the individual, okay, what's important to you? What do you value? What about your work life do you want to maintain? And how can we support that rather than how can we make that more difficult for you? Right, right. And then I would assume, and maybe he's lucky enough that this hasn't happened, but I'd assume there might be some folks who say, you know, I don't think it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. And however, because we've had this discussion, it's, it's being done in a, um, a respectful way. For sure. And the outcome of any conversation between a leader and somebody on their team, if the, if the outcome is, I don't think this is going to work out, it's not necessarily a bad outcome to get to. Sometimes it's the best outcome to get to, so long as the process that you've gone through is in a way that honors and respects both parties and that's handled in an adult, adult way. And, you know, I think there's, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, this isn't going to work out, but you know what? I, I wish you all the best and, you know, let's, let's ensure that Absolutely. we do not lose contact. And, you know, then you've got lifelong relationships there that at some point may, may well come back. Um, and, you know, the, I think the other thing that is important in, in thinking through this is just the sheer nature of the labor market and the difficulty that folks are having in hiring at the minute is, is requiring more and more of a bespoke approach to, to how you're going to, 
help support potential employees in in this whole area of of hybrid working and, and yeah. work life balance. You know, it's it's no longer enough just to offer people huge sign on bonuses to have them come work for you if they're going to have to come to the office five days a week or six days a week. It's it's got to be more than that. Yeah, and and um, a lot. I, I can't wait to start making this master list of what was the creative approach here? What was the creative approach there? Right. right. We can guess. And I'm hoping there's some, some, oh my gosh, I've never thought about that as, as a way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that, that the shift towards hybrid is, and this is the other thing I do think that some leaders think, well, it'll only be hybrid for a while and then it'll go back to in-person. Uh, that's, that's that you're not putting that genie in the bottle. You know, we're, no, we're at some no. point going to be all living in, in the metaverse where, you know, I've got an avatar and we meet in some world somewhere else to have this discussion and somebody else is in the office and we've got to deal I with that. Wait. Like we, we just got to go with it. We got to keep moving that direction, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> well, I, for, I didn't mention this at the beginning, um, but as our listeners have most, uh, most definitely figured out, Dave is from Northern um, Ireland. And, uh, but I, I, just as you said, it's almost right there on the border, right? In terms of a lot of Scottish in there. Well, there's a, there's a, a very, um, a shared lineage between folks in Northern Ireland and Scotland. We come from very similar uh, an- ancestral backgrounds. Um, and so we, we share a lot in terms of perspectives of the world and the way that we view things. And, yeah, and, that's and fabulous. That's yeah. fabulous. Well, Dave, how do we get in touch with you? How does the audience get in touch with you? Uh, best place to go if you want to learn more about me is to go to davemcune.com. Uh, if you're interested in the book, uh, go to selfevolvedleader.com. There are links to Amazon and other places that you can pick it up. Uh, I'm also pretty active on LinkedIn and, and Twitter at Dave McKeown and happy to connect with anybody there as well. Oh, fabulous. Mitch, you, you have just seemed to have been sitting there listening like crazy and taking notes. Do you have any final words for us? Uh, you know what I really enjoyed about this um, this podcast was really the the encouragement to have more conversations. And in fact, mm-hmm. I think I think if we would maybe maybe you know this is maybe our fiftieth podcast. You know, maybe the um, the key to hybrid is is actually being more real, being mm-hmm. more communicative, mm-hmm. and and asking people what what they really need. Yeah, but it really goes back to you know when I think our first podcast, which was really um, I think we were talking about what they're finding with um, with engagement. Engagement scores were going up because leaders were saying we were asking the question, "How are you?" Mm. So it was very, very, a very, um, very technical question. So that's I really, right. I'm really walking away from this podcast thinking that you know what hybrid is is going to allow us to really explore. We've been exploring into. Uh, people's rooms that, you know, we, we here, I uh, can see, you know, the books behind Dave's uh, desk. Um, but it's really to just kind of ask people what they're interested in. And, and, you know, I was listening to a, a radio show yesterday talking about how um, there are several companies that have gone towards a four day work week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw that. that. I want to start to handle. And, and the, the gentleman said, look, you know, you'd have to pay me at least 50% more for me to leave my four day work week to go to a five day work week. And I, and I think the thing, thing that's going to happen here is, you know, you're going to have to pay me a lot of money to leave a company where they ask me what I'm thinking. 
they come up with solutions to really um, support me and to demonstrate that they care about me. Yes. And, um, and, and I can walk my dog whenever I want. Yeah. <laughs> and if I, if I really feel that the leaders and the team members are, are real genuine, then I won't be leaving in droves. Right. And I think it's one of the original questions we were asking as we started is, you know, what's going to keep people with your company versus another company? Mm -hmm. And we thought it was culture. It is culture. But I think a lot of it is humanity. Mm -hmm. Very and much so. It goes really back to your, you know, your book, uh, Being a Self-Evolved Leader, is um, to be self-evolved is to really, I don't know the answers. I'm always learning. And um, it's one of those things where I think as you started out this podcast where there's the old form of leadership, which is I need to know what the future is mm -hmm. and follow me. And then this new form, which is I don't know. I really don't know. Let's go find it out together. Yeah. There's and, the key. And just having the courage to put that forward makes you a leader. Yeah. And, and, and so I've really enjoyed this podcast. It's been great. Yeah. Thank you, Dave, so much. Thank you both for having me. It's been a pleasure. Great. And if you're looking for Dave McEwen, or McEwen it's, it's M-C-K-E-O-W-N. And with that, I want to thank you, Dave. I want to thank you, Ginny. Thank all of our listeners. If you've really enjoyed this episode, please share this uh, with your friends. Please, please give us a, a nice five-star review. And we look forward to seeing you next time on our next episode of Team Anywhere. <laughs>